This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. It's Tuesday, January 9th, and we're talking some Reds baseball. We bring in Reds reporter for MLB.com, Mark Sheldon. Mark, happy new year. Just over a month till pitchers and catchers reporting to spring training. And before we get into looking at 2018 in terms of lineup, rotation, bullpen, and all that, let's just take a look overall about the offseason. Have the Reds accomplished as an organization their goals coming into the offseason? They had pretty modest goals, even though they were coming off a 94-loss season. I don't think they were making any grandiose uh, overhauls that they were planning on doing. They, you know, they explored trading Billy Hamilton or Adam Duvall, but their, their main objectives was to add some bullpen help and, and maybe find a, uh, a backup infielder that can play shortstop. And, uh, by that measure, it seemed like they've succeeded. They got, they got Jared Hughes uh, on a two-year deal uh, who's got experience in keeping the ball down and has got some success at Great American Ballpark. They got Phil Goslin as a utility player who can play some shortstop. And then today they signed uh, a kind of a swingman starter slash reliever in Vance Worley. So it, it's not exactly stuff that's going to go, you know, make a lot of people go crazy with excitement, but at the same time they, they, they accomplish some of the goals they have. And I wouldn't rule out any more uh, moves being made between now and spring training. You mentioned uh, Vance Worley there, signed today to a minor league deal right before actually we came on this podcast here. So uh, is Worley a guy that they expect to, to make the team potentially, or is it more just a flyer-type situation? Well, with the minor league deal, it does give him some protection. There's really not a whole lot of risk, but he does get a nice salary if he makes it. He's got a, a $1.5 million base salary, and he does kind of check off the boxes of what they want. They, they, they know they have uh, some, some question marks in both the rotation and the bullpen. Uh, he's a guy that can pick up some innings. He's got experience as, you know, doing, doing both. However, uh, just this last season, he got clobbered. It looked like in Miami he had a 6.91 ERA, not exactly uh, robust. But uh, he had a good year with Baltimore two years ago. He, he's got some experience in the NL Central with, uh, with Pittsburgh. So uh, I would imagine they're, they're thinking that he could do a, a variety of things, and that versatility does bode well for his chances of making the club if he pitches well in camp. Yeah, let's look at the rotation overall here as we as we look ahead to 2018. The Reds, we know it was a struggle last year. They allowed the second most runs in all of baseball, 5.17 ERA. Uh, plenty of room for improvement, and do you see that being the case, improvement going into 2018? Well, it's a cliche, but if they stay healthy, yeah, I do see some room for improvement. The, the big thing that's been killing them is injuries the last two years, and they have their three veterans, and Anthony Discofani, he missed all of last year. Brandon Finnegan was limited to four starts, and the, the often elbow-surgeried uh, Homer Bailey had 18 starts last year. So those guys can be healthy and kind of pitch back to their, their track record a little bit. That's an immediate help. They'll at least get some innings, which is something they really didn't get a whole lot of last year. They were down at the bottom of innings pitch. Um, then you look at the young guys, and they have to expect them to take steps forward. Uh, no one 
more so than Luis Castillo, who has ace-like stuff and really came out of nowhere in a lot of ways. He jumped from double-A to, to the major leagues and had a 3.12 ERA, just looked like he knew what he was doing, and they kind of have a, a lot of excitement about him. And then you look at the the other guys like Sal Romano, who finished up strong. Robert Stevenson finished up strong. Tyler O'Malley is a guy they really like. He got four big league starts, and they were impressed. And then you, they want to hope that some of the guys that struggled, like Amir Garrett or um, – Jackson Stevens can maybe, uh, or Cody Reed can can maybe you know pick it up a little bit and and be a, a factor in going for the rotation. Yeah, and you mentioned room for improvement there in the rotation and as well with the bullpen. It seems like they the Reds definitely made some changes in the bullpen. Every time I looked up in the offseason, there was a new name or a new a new signing there. Talk a little bit about the bullpen, twenty eighteen. They have a, a a back end of the bullpen uh, that looks pretty good. Rysel Iglesias became kind of a quiet workhorse. Uh, you didn't hear his name a lot in, in nationally just because the Reds were out of it, but he, he did save 28 out of 28 games out of 30 chances, which is strong. He had eight saves of two innings, uh, so that's pretty strong. And then uh, Wandy Peralta, as a rookie, emerged as a great left-handed setup guy for them. Uh, he overtook Tony Singrani, really made the wall his own. He perfected his slider uh, to work off of his changeup and his fastball, and he did very, very well. He did not show any fear and he really got the mental game down he, he stopped beating himself up for, for mistakes like he did as a September call up the previous year and, and last year he seemed like he had it all together I already mentioned Jared Hughes who has a, a, a track record of keeping the ball on the ground and that'll definitely bode well for him at a small place like Great American Ballpark he's pitched around the NL Central with Milwaukee and Pittsburgh so he knows uh, the Reds pretty well and that should help him uh, Michael Lorenzen, if he doesn't make the rotation, he's going to get a chance to start. He would be back in uh, the bullpen. That gives him an opportunity uh, to to build off of what he did. He had some pretty good moments last year and some not-so-good moments. And then it's kind of the, the a bunch of guys that haven't got either – they don't have track records or they haven't had success or both. They have Worley previously mentioned. They have Kevin Shackelford, Ariel Hernandez, uh, um, a couple other guys. And then you, you look at maybe uh, – Jimmy Herget, who is a uh, prospect who pitched really well uh, in Double uh, A AA and Triple A, he's a side armor that can throw 96. They're very high on him. Perhaps he can work his way uh, past some of the established guys and get a spot in the, in the uh, bullpen. That would be a big help. We're talking with Mark Sheldon, Reds reporter for MLB.com. Looking at the lineup, the Reds score, finished 14th in runs scored last year. They batted 253 overall as a team. How do you see the lineup shaping up for next year? Who's going to take that big leap and really uh, maybe even vault into a more important role within that lineup? Lineup is going to be largely unchanged from last year. They hit 219 home runs. Uh, the one guy that's going to be missing is Zach Cozart. He uh, left for free agent uh, Riches in, in Anaheim. Um, Jose Peraza is going to take his place. It's still a bit of a question mark uh, how well he can fill his shoes. He did not do well as a uh, as the regular second baseman last season and got replaced by Scooter Jeanette. Uh, Jeanette, speaking of him, he had a breakout year, and you kind of wonder if he can repeat that. It, it, you know, The averages say that it would be tougher for him to do, but maybe he can pull it off. Uh, as far as breakout years, you've you got to keep thinking someone like Eugenio Suarez, uh, who keeps making strides. He really kind of came on last year, showed he has a lot of power, can go the other way. They really are happy with the way he played third base. And Jesse Winker, who right now does not have a regular spot per se, they're going to kind of, barring a trade, go with a four-man uh, outfield rotation so everyone can play, and they really want to get him more involved. He, he came on uh, in the second half last year after having kind of two unremarkable call-ups. The, the third one, he really did come on. He showed some power. 
He showed he could hit. He showed he could get on base. If he had to, he could even lead off. Uh, they need to find a spot to, to get him more involved regularly. And then, of course, all of the centers around Joey Votto, the, probably the best hitter in baseball, was two points shy of the NL MVP last, uh, this, this winter or this offseason. And uh, has a, a, he makes everybody in that lineup better. So if, if Joey Votto is doing what he normally does, everyone else can kind of kind of build off that. And it all starts with Billy Hamilton, who must get on base more. He has not been a uh, a very good guy getting on base. He's got a sub three hundred on base percentage for his career. He if he gets on base, a lot of good things can happen for the Reds. Yeah, it seems like there's a lot of potential in that lineup to be improve even more in terms of run scoring going into this season and, and getting Winker at bats, clearly a priority. The way he showed up, his, as you said, his third time uh, was the charm coming up there in the majors. And as we wrap up, uh, the rookie career development program, MLB continuing that, took place last weekend for the Reds. Infielder Alex Blandino took part. MLB Pipeline's Jonathan Mayo caught up with Alex Blandino at last weekend's Rookie Career Development Program, and here's what he had to say. Alex, uh, first, you know, this program, I know it's just getting started, but what did it mean to you that the Reds wanted you to, to come be a part of the Rookie Career Program? Yeah, um, you know, it's a huge honor to be here, um, to learn from, you know, so many guys that have been there, done this. Um, just thankful for the uh, Players Association to put this on for us. Um, like, it's, like you said, we just started. Um, but, you know, also to meet so many guys from around the league that are going through the same things that, um, you know, me and other players from the Reds are going through. So it's been fun so far, for sure. Your your career, and, and we've crossed paths a few times without falling and things like that, but it probably hasn't been the most direct path or what maybe what you thought coming, you know, coming out of school. How do you feel that the maybe some of the adversity that you faced, especially, uh, you know, in 16 and uh or 15, whatever it was, how do you think that's helped you become a better overall player now? Yeah, um, I think it's just, it's all about the journey. Um, and, you know, you, it's hard to plan when you're young. You don't always know what to expect. Um, but, you know, every step of the way, um, it's about improving and learning and, and having a successful career uh, moving forward. So, um, you know, luckily last year um, I got back on the, on the right track that I, you know, I've been looking to, to be on, and um, I'm really excited for 2018. What clicked for you in 2017? What, you know, what started to, to work for you in, on a more consistent basis? I think just getting back to the things that um, you know, had always made me successful growing up and in college, um, and just competing every day and, and doing the little things. Um, ultimately, it's about winning, and it's about helping your team win on a daily basis um, and showing your club that you can be consistent and, and showing them um, you know, what, what they can expect from you day in and day out. So um, just, again, getting back to, to basics, playing defense, having good at-bats every day, and, and really focusing on just, you know, day-to-day -day success. One of the things you said in terms of helping a ball club that you're starting to show is an ability and a willingness to, to move around the, the field more. You played, I think, three positions mm -hmm. uh, in, in 2017, maybe a, a little less shortstop than you had, more second and third. Yeah. How is that transition, and you know, are you realizing that, like, that, you know, maybe that's your ticket, at least initially, to, to get up to the big leagues. Yeah, I think that's part of it, um, especially you know, coming up through the minors, is finding your place within your organization and um, finding where you fit in and, and where you can help them. So like you said, um, you know, bouncing around, having that defensive versatility, um, I think is something that I'm, I pride myself in for sure, and I think something that the Reds are looking forward um, to having me help them. So um, if you can hit and play multiple positions, it's easier for them to find a place for you. Okay, a couple of fun questions for you. What's your what's your go-to uniform number? If you could pick like one number, what's what's the number that you like to wear? 
and why? Um, probably number five. Um, I, find, I find that I've had my best years ever since I was a little kid just wearing number five. So, um, you know, kind of a little bit superstitious for me, um, but I do like to wear five. Um, in college, I wore number one just because that's what they gave me. Um, so I don't know, I, one of those two, but uh, at least for me, I think just, again, superstition, but um, just whatever helped you be successful. If it's, a, it's probably not your number, but um, yeah, for sure. What, um, what's the, the craziest experience in baseball that you've had? Like something that you've experienced on the field, off the field, you're like, all right, that's not something I ever thought would happen. Craziest experience. Probably playing in Pensacola. Um, Bubba Watson's a part owner of the team. Um, watching him go out and hit golf balls. Uh, taking a right-handed club, flipping it upside down, and just driving balls perfectly straight over the scoreboard, hooking them around the scoreboard. Um, that's something probably yeah, that I would never expect to do on a baseball field, even though I was just watching it. But pretty cool to, to experience that for sure. What's your favorite uh, baseball memory, like childhood baseball memory? Um, probably going to Cooperstown, honestly, uh, when I was 12 years old and playing in that Cooperstown tournament. Uh, we actually ended up winning um, the whole thing, so just competing against so many teams around the country. It's kind of like your first taste as a child of seeing just the scope of baseball in America and seeing that there's so many players from all around. Um, you know, and working my way up and seeing some of those guys that I actually played against kind of in the same seat that I am now um, or being in the big leagues and being successful, um, it's pretty cool. All right, last one. Who's your uh, celebrity doppelganger, your, your lookalike? Celebrity doppelganger. Uh, I get, I get uh, Anton Apollo Ono a lot. Depends if I'm wearing like a headband or not for like a costume party, but uh, that's, that's probably the one that I get the most. Talk about the progress of Blandino a little bit here um, moving forward. Yeah, uh, Blandino was a, was a first-round supplemental pick a few years ago, and they had high hopes for him. Uh, he was a shortstop out of Stanford, a very intelligent, very smart guy. Uh, two years ago, he seemed like he was at a crossroads because it, he just was struggling. It didn't seem like uh, he was going to hit, and he kind of stalled a little bit, and I, I, I kind of wondered if he was going to – He's going to flame out, and then he last year he really seemed to put himself back on the map. Uh, he he he's on the roster going into this season. Uh, he's going to be at spring training again, and uh, he showed he could hit a little bit. I think there the idea now is maybe not so much a shortstop, but that he uh, kind of projects more as a second baseman that can play shortstop, and that's something they do need, as I mentioned earlier, uh, going into this season. So he if he has a good spring, he could become a backup infielder. With the, with the shortstop experience, and they would really like that. He's a very, very good defender uh, that can hit. So it's, it, uh, it'll be interesting to see how he fares in camp. Mark Sheldon joining us. As always, Mark, thanks so much for the time. Happy New Year. Uh, we'll talk to you again as the season approaches. I'm Darwin Zook, and thanks for tuning in on MLB.com Extras. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 